Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. I'm about to head over to Puerto Vallarta for the Young Leaders um, Travel Conference, I think it's called. So it's my very first time going to this conference. And I know other folks who've been, they speak really highly of it. And I think it's the same organizer who does the Leaders Symposium or the Elevate Mm. Leaders Symposium or like the Female Leaders. Um, So I'm really looking forward to being there this time and experiencing it for myself. But a few days ago, I was talking about, you know, the dates and I'll be there on my birthday, which is on the 16th. And Mm -hmm. I know the 16th is real Mexican Independence Day. And back in May when I was doing the fam uh, with Wonderlux and Nuba in Mexico City and San Miguel, I was like, you know what? It would be so cool to be able to spend Mexican Independence Day in Mexico. And this conference had not been booked. And I didn't even, I don't think even think I knew about this conference back in May. And here I am getting ready to celebrate Mexican Independence Day in Mexico. I am so crazy excited. But like you were telling me that in Querétaro, that's where the big activities are happening. It is bananas here. So I already knew there was a lot of significance to Querétaro in like the Mexican independence. But last week, our Spanish teacher actually took us to a couple of museums and was explaining everything like, this is it. This is where it all went down. This is where they they had all the conspirators came up with the plan. And then Josefa Ortiz was, they found out, they held her prisoner and she was communicating by stomping on the floor to tell the guy to go to Hidalgo and say, we've got to start the revolution right now, or the, not the revolution, this is independence. So like they wrote the new constitution here, they signed it here. Like this is the crux of Mexican independence from Spain. So this whole week, and I won't be surprised if you guys hear some fireworks in the background, they've been going day and night, um, parades, they're blocking off streets. There's all, there's lights and decorations everywhere. And I got to tell you, this city does it every holiday to the nines, but this is huge. And and I'm actually like, I live right in the center of it. Like um, the Independence Day is the 16th, but the 15th that night is when everyone celebrates. And so we know like we won't be able to get an Uber anywhere. All these streets will be closed. It's going to be crazy. Our dog is not loving it, all the noise. So we've got her on CBD. (laughs) (laughs) We're preparing ourselves, but it's fun to live in the thick of it. But then like this will be last year, we did not live here. So it'll be curious Mm -hmm. to see how crazy it is. But our friends also live downtown and they have a rooftop deck. And yesterday they were just standing on it, watching parades go down their street with like the big giant paper mache heads on people. The Mohigangas. It's really cool. I mean, it's yeah. really interesting. The, the real Cinco de Mayo. This is Cinco de yeah. Mayo is not Independence Day. It's September. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's your birthday, which is very exciting. I wish you were celebrating it in Mexico with me, but. Well, um, it'll, 
I'll have a birthday next year as well. So yes. Yep. Yep. Every year. <laughs> we'll plan from one of these years. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. The winter holiday season is upon us. Mm-hmm. And this first article is from Travel Age West. And it's about three great family ski vacations for the holidays. Just to give you guys some ideas. Do you book any ski vacations, Corrine? I really try not to. I won't do it unless it's (laughs) um, like an existing client because here's why. Every single client I have ever quoted a ski vacation for has massive sticker shock. They just don't have any idea. So if it's an existing client that I have a relationship with, I can say that to them, frankly, like, hey, I will get these prices for you. I want to give you a heads up. It's always a shock to my clients. And like the last guy I booked, he was like, wow, uh, yeah, that is a bit, you know, he still booked it, but he, but he appreciated the heads up, you know, but I don't feel like I could do that with a brand new client. So I just refer him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've booked more than five ski vacations since I opened the agency in 2016. And most of the time, the ski part is just an afterthought. It's not really, hey, we want to go here to go skiing. It's, hey, we want to go vacation here. Can you book us lift tickets and this? So you can't say I'm big on ski vacations either here. But this article gives three really great ski resorts The first one is Lone Mountain Ranch in Big Sky, Montana. And Big Sky, I feel like, has been getting so popular, whether that's because of the TV shows or, you know, the influencers going over to Montana during the pandemic. I don't know what it is, but Big Sky is just blowing up. Popping off. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the kids say. (laughs) Known as America's biggest little ski town, Big Sky is ready to welcome visitors for an unforgettable holiday season at Lone Mountain Ranch, located less than two miles from Big Sky Resort. So they have special programming um, beginning Thanksgiving week, which runs November 24th to December 3rd, and it includes transportation to and from Bozeman Yellowstone Airport, cabin accommodations, yoga classes, and all meals. Cool. So Including it's like an all-inclusive. Yeah. Is this an all-inclusive, you would think? Would you call this an all-inclusive? Is all the meals I mean, included? I wouldn't... If I was going to explain it that way, I would say to a client who's maybe been to Cancun, like, not that kind of all-inclusive. Right. <laughs> it's just right. a really... It's not a drink all day. Package. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to belly so up to the pool bar all day long and drink <laughs> saladas. <laughs> so that's the Thanksgiving season. The Christmas season, there's a special package that runs from December 3rd to January 3rd. It offers the same amenities as Thanksgiving week, plus a sleigh ride dinner, a ski outing with Santa, a gingerbread house making event, a Christmas Day dinner, a New Year's Eve toast with fireworks, and other holiday festivities. This sounds incredible. Uh, I I am so down for this. Uh, even the ski outing, I will I will suck it up and go skiing with Santa. Not me, but I would do all the rest. But I, I do <laughs> think um, <laughs> skiing's not for me. I have a hard enough time balancing as it is. I think that if you do like to sell this type of vacation or you have the clientele for it, this would be a great thing to promote. I mean, you could write some pretty good content around this and get people interested. It also includes Nordic ski rentals and passes, 
they have 53 miles of trails. They provide a ski concierge and a shuttle to Big Sky. And off the slope fun includes dog sledding with a team of affable huskies who live to pull sleds through winter wonderlands, as well as snow coach and snowmobile tours to Yellowstone National Park. Guests can also ice skate or go sledding in the town center. I mean, this is a winter wonderland. Yeah, actually, I would be more on board with that. I'll observe skiing, but I am an apres ski kind I'll of person. I'll be at the lodge with a yep. hot toddy. Yes, <laughs> by the fire. I'll say hello as you come in and out. Looking um, cute. The, <laughs> looking cute, yeah, exactly. The next resort area is Snowbass Village, Colorado. This community is just nine miles west of Aspen, and they kick off the holiday season on the ski area's opening day, which is typically around Thanksgiving, with its famous Snowmass S'mores. Throughout the winter season, guests of all ages can enjoy the free treats in Snowmass Base Village and on the Snowmass Mall starting at 3.30 p.m. daily. And the picture of Snowmass looks absolutely magical. There's snow everywhere and twinkling Fluffy white snow. Yes, yes. <laughs> They also, beginning in early December, the village welcomes the holiday season with the annual Light Up the Night tree lighting ceremony, featuring 40 trees at the Snowmass Chapel. The event also includes a countdown, hot cocoa, carols, and an in-person visit from Santa. And then holiday programming at Snowmass also includes a Hanukkah celebration, which in past years included menorah displays and menorah lighting on the first day of the season. Additionally, Snowmass Village features holiday carolers and Santa on the days leading up to Christmas. And on New Year's Eve, locals and visitors alike are invited to experience the annual torchlight parade and fireworks. Teresa, how do you not live here? Because I don't like the cold. <laughs> but you love Christmas so much. I, do. I can tell you, I will spend maybe seven to ten days in a cold area. That is all I can manage is seven to 10 yeah. days because what ends up happening is you get these big, beautiful, fat, white snowflakes that are, rain, mm -hmm. are, are snowing down onto this town and it's beautiful, but then it warms up just a little for the snow to melt just a little and it becomes slippery ice. And then that's when it becomes not as fun anymore. So that's where I kind of draw the line is when it becomes really icy. I have never engaged my core as much as I have in icy, snowy places to keep from falling. And every time when I'm someplace that's snowy and icy, I just think to myself, now I know why old people move to Florida when they retire. It's too dangerous. But I uh, absolutely love like the image and the idea of doing this i am totally down to do this yeah i want to live the in last time movie. i was in snow <laughs> i almost got hit by a bus because i was slipping you know like in the flintstones or something we're like whoop, 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 when your feet are going <laughs> whatever that sound effect <laughs> yeah. is i don't know how i got my balance but i was about to fall in front of a moving bus <laughs> in dc but oh miraculously i did not so snow is not my friend <laughs> It is very pretty though. So I will, I will do it for a short period of time. Last resort on the list is where I went on my honeymoon, uh, Jackson Hole oh. Mountain Resort in Wyoming. Located in Jackson Hole's Teton Village, the Four Seasons Resort and Residence in Jackson Hole is the perfect home base for a holiday to remember. Granted, when I went on my honeymoon, we were not at the Four Seasons because we were young and not Four Seasons, not within the Four Seasons price point. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the Four Seasons in Jackson Hole, guests can use the services of the resort ski concierge to access snowboarding, snowmobiling, sleigh riding, and even taking a snow coach to Yellowstone. Families will have several chances to see Santa, including a skate session with him at Teton Village's ice skating rink. Then the jolly fellow will trade his sleigh for a special arrival on Christmas Eve at 4.30 via the tram. Guests can also ski with Santa on Christmas Day and then find him on the hill afterward on Apres Vu and Casper where he'll be skiing until around noon. You can also do Wyoming stargazing. Um, There are free public programs with astronomy educators. And then on New Year's Eve, there will be a free glowworm glow stick parade at 5.30 p.m. And around 6.15 that night, families can enjoy a torchlight parade and a fireworks display. I can't tell you how much restraint it takes me every time I see the word Santa not to scream like I'm in the <laughs> <laughs> I know him! <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, not me every time when I see uh, an old gentleman resembling Santa saying that to the person next to me and like whispering. Yeah. But all of, like, you know, sometimes I think around the holidays, you know, maybe I should stay home, spend Christmas with the family. But then I see experiences like this and I'm like, why don't we just go somewhere for the holidays? Like spend Christmas somewhere snowy and you can Mm -hmm. sing white Christmas without being ironic because you live in Florida. So some great ideas. I think I might actually post some of these on social media just to give people some ideas of what they can do ski and snow related around the holidays. Yeah. I'm going to assume because they are pushing this out now that there is some availability, but you might want to check before you post because you know how availability has been. Right. Um, Right. So our next article is from travel pulse and it is best things to do in Cancun beyond the beach. We talk a lot about sustainability because that is such a huge trend right now. And part of sustainability is, about going like off resort and spending money basically and um, patronizing these locals, learning more about cultural things, not just sitting in the resort on the beach. Now I do understand the pull of just taking a relaxing vacation on the beach, but if you can get out and look for some other experiences, I think the trip can be a lot more enriching. So as the most popular destination in Mexico, Cancun offers its visitors a great variety of things to do beyond enjoying its gorgeous turquoise seas and white sand beaches with different sports and cultural options. Cancun has a lot to offer nature lovers and adventure seekers since there are plenty of things to do. You can dive, practice snorkeling in the cenotes, enjoy the day at any of the 10 blue flag beaches, You can do jet skiing, parasailing. There is actually an underwater museum of art. It's in the National Marine Park of Cancun and Isla Mujeres. It has more than 500 sculptures installed on the seabed distributed in three galleries. That will never happen for me. Mm -mm. I mean, I like seeing pictures and stuff, but... I always thought it was weird as a kid when I would hear adults say like, oh no, I could not do that. I'm that, that, that freaks me out or that makes me nervous. And as a kid, I'm like, why? It's so much fun. And now as an adult, I'm just like, mm, no. I love the idea <laughs> of those I'm underwater good. restaurants, but I will be 100% convinced that I'm going to die if I go in mm-hmm. there. Like there will be no talking sense to me. 
I just have right. to think it's water, you know? Right, right. So it gives it an option for, uh, quote unquote, feeding the Instagram account. Playa mm-hmm. Delfina's photographic parador where visitors will attest to the imposing Caribbean Sea. I'm all about doing it for the gram, but I will not do this for the gram. But some people will do this for the gram. Absolutely. <laughs> I've had people request um, cage shark shark cage. Oh yeah, shark diving. cage diving. I have, yeah, no. I just booked that. Yeah. Absolutely. I personally like sharks, um, and when sharks go up against the cage, I feel like they're just trying to help you get out because they think you're trapped. Snuggle. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just like, let me help you out. You know, let me bite this cage out so you can yeah. escape because you don't look like you want to be in there. Anyway. Fish are um, friends, not food. Yes. <laughs> For a taste of culture, there is the Mayan Museum of Cancun, home to hundreds of artifacts and covered at some of the most prominent archaeological sites on the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, there's a bunch of other archaeological sites that you can check out as well, uh, including El Meco, El Rey, San Miguelito, Tulum, Coba, and Muyil. Muyil, yeah. What is it? Muyil. 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 So a visit to Palapas Park is a must that is located in the heart of the city. And this article, I feel like, is really interesting because we always hear when you go to Cancun to not leave the resort. They say it's like safest to stay on the resort, don't leave. But this article gives a lot of options outside of an all-inclusive. And this particular suggestion is to go into the city center in a mm-hmm. place called Mercado 28, where you can find a lot of Mexican souvenirs, um, handicrafts, and restaurants with a really great atmosphere. Now, here's the thing about that. Uh, my mother and I actually t- even took the city bus right there in the hotel zone. It's perfectly safe. It's very inexpensive. And I prepared my mother. I'm like, you know, when we go to one of these little markets, these people are very aggressive salespeople. They are trying to put food on the table. They are not trying to bother you. They are, this is survival and you need to be able to just shake it off. And she said, okay, well, she couldn't. We ended up having to leave. She couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. And then later she was mad because she didn't get souvenirs. So I do think it's important if you're going to send your clients to any of those mercados on any of the coasts, any of the beaches that are filled with tourists, you're going to have very mm-hmm. aggressive salespeople and they just need to learn how to say no gracias and keep walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just remind myself people are trying to make a living. So that's it. That's all they're trying to do. So yeah, another look at Cancun that's outside of all-inclusive resorts. I didn't even know this, so yeah, I'm glad. And definitely I'm glad. food. Go looking for some restaurants. I mean, I know it's hard when when people stay at an all-inclusive because everything's included, but I try to encourage mm-hmm. people to at least get one dinner, like one authentic, because mm-hmm. even some of the best food, even some of the resorts who do have the best food, it's not the same. It is still prepared on such a large scale that it, the quality just is not as good. And um, it's a good idea in any location to at least, even when I go on cruises, yes, dinner's included, but I want to experience some meals in the destination. For me, that's a huge piece. It's the food part. So, Last on our list is an article from Travel Market Report that talks about how to sell travel to millennials and Gen Zs through TikTok and Instagram. Oh boy. So much to unpack here. And this is one <laughs> that I encourage you guys to read on your own because there's mm-hmm. a lot of information. So 
the next generation of travel buyers, which are millennials, we are age 26 to 41. Note, upper end, it's 41. Yes. I'm in my, I'll be in my mid-30s. Yes. Soon. So we all have mortgages. Many of us have children. Mm -hmm. Just as a reminder to people who still see us as college kids. We appreciate that. We still look young, but we've experienced life. And then Gen Zers, they're aged 10 to 25. So at the upper end of the spectrum, they are already starting their jobs. They're starting to get disposable income. They're starting to really become adults and able to travel. Mm -hmm. So these two generations are gaining marketplace power. And the best way to reach them is through social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, I think mostly for the Gen Zers, but I know millennials are on there. I'm on there, but I'm Gen X and I'm all over it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that I'm on there to look for high ticket items. No. I'm on there for like the, the makeup influencers. You know, TikTok has made me buy so many things that TikTok made me buy. I've purchased candles. You know, I have been influenced on TikTok. But for big ticket items, I'm not really going to look to TikTok for that. But Instagram, on the other hand, really caters to the millennials and the elder millennials for that matter. Mm-hmm. And I myself have made really high ticket sales from people who found me on Instagram. So I don't know how that's going to transition as we move through time, but for now, that's what I'm I'm observing. Yeah. And there are a lot of ways to do it. Um, best to try to figure out what might work for you than to try to fight it all together, because this is right. the direction things are going and people really do spend so much time mm-hmm. on these platforms that it's kind of a shame not to get in front of them. I would agree with you that I'm not necessarily looking for high ticket items on TikTok. However, I have learned a lot in little nuggets. Mm-hmm. I have found people that are really establishing authority on there by just explaining things. You don't even have to show your face. It can just be high, like inspirational travel, whatever. So for, I do think it's a good idea to try to get going on that now because that's just right. going to keep growing. Yeah, at least get used to what the platform looks and feels like because I have seen travel things on there where it's like how to best maximize your credit card points. But I think some of the um, more mass market experiences might do well on TikTok. For example, like all-inclusive resorts. I've seen a lot of reviews on that. Yes. Or these are, this is my top three favorite all-inclusive resorts in Cancun, things like that. Or um, for more FIT related things, I've seen, these are the, the top five mistakes I see people make when they go yeah. to Italy. Things like that, where it's yeah. informational. Yeah, Kelly Bertram, who is a travel advisor at Come and See Travel said, I post a lot on social media. The majority of my referrals come from Instagram and TikTok. I post daily on my stories talking about what I'm doing for the day behind the scenes of my work life or my life. And I think that's important to share your life. People really like to spend money with people they know, like, and trust. And if you give Mm -hmm. them a peek into your life, they feel more connected to you. She says, I also utilize reels and TikTok videos. I am 28 and most people my age and younger are really into short form videos these days. For example, reels and TikToks. I will post at least four reels a week, but usually one reel a day. I'll post three TikToks a day as well. 
These short videos are a mix between informational, entertainment, inspiration, and trending. She's on it. And one of the things that I tell myself when I'm scrolling on TikTok is I'm using it for market research. I'm looking at what's currently mm-hmm. trending right now. What can I use as inspiration to, let's just say like a TikTok comes up that I'm like, oh my gosh, I love the way this TikTok is laid out. How can I use that? But for the travel industry, how can I make that something that I can utilize to speak to my audience? Because people are on top of trends. Like take the corn kid, for example, everyone knew the corn kid. How could you use the corn song to apply to your industry? What do you love about Italy? It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things that this article does emphasize is to be authentic and authentic is a word that is used so much that for a while I'm like, I'm so sick of the word authentic. If someone says that one more time, but it's basically you just being you, like you don't have to be like the influencer that you see on TikTok or reels. That's getting a ton of views. People are coming to you because it's you. And if you are the kind of advisor who just, gives information like it is, give your honest opinion, no BS, and they like that kind of delivery, they're going to come to you as an advisor and work with you because that's who you are. There might be another advisor who's really bubbly, really energetic, really, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And that's the way they deliver their information. There are people who are going to go to them because they connect with that kind of person. Yeah, if you make yourself into something else, you might connect with people that you don't enjoy working with. It's better for you to just be your authentic self and the people who are your people will connect to you. There's no point in um, putting up a, a false facade. Will Medina is quoted as saying, I am a huge believer in personal branding for travel advisors. And Will Medina is the president of Destination Weddings Expert LLC. In an industry of tech giants like OTAs, connecting at a personal level and building trust is the only way to compete. We use our profiles to educate and nurture our followers slash fans with relevant content to our niche. Um, And for him, that's Destination Weddings. Our approach is to show up authentically and unfiltered and to build authority by showing them that we have firsthand experience to help them plan and book their group trip to Mexico and the Caribbean. That's specific for his niche. Um, Bertram advised, literally just be yourself. I tell people all the time, the reason why people are following me and booking with me is because it's me. I create content that makes me relatable. I don't try to be super fancy or perfect. And people have told me that they can trust me. She um, looks at other accounts to get inspiration ideas. uh, But she, like we said, fits the content to who she is. And she speaks to her ideal client. So if you... I think for the longest time I was trying, and this was year a few years ago when it was really popular on Instagram to make everything look perfect on your yep. feed. Yeah. But now I, you know, one thing was that trying to make things look perfect on your feed was a challenge because people were just like, how can I do this? And they get par- paralyzed by yep. the fact that they're afraid it doesn't look perfect. But now I'm just like, I'm just going to post what I post I want it to be out there. I want the information to be out there and whoever relates to it will engage with it or not. They'll yeah. just lurk. Like you do and have actually, to speak. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm glad that you said that about they'll engage with it or they won't. Just like we've said before for any type of social media, don't get hung up on how many views or how many people liked or how, that does not matter. 
it's a long game. You are popping up in someone's consciousness on a regular basis. They may not be ready to buy travel right now, but if you stay there and you are consistent, they will think of you when they are ready. And there's plenty of people like myself who are total lurkers who hardly ever engage with anything, but I'm watching. I mean, I'm spending a couple hours a day probably on TikTok uh, before I go to sleep. It's maybe not the healthiest, <laughs> but um, just because I don't like something doesn't mean I didn't see it and I don't know mm -hmm. who that person is and I haven't made a note of it. Right, right. And part of being authentic is to share challenges that you have encountered as a travel advisor and not be afraid to show that travel in itself is not perfect. Whenever a travel mishap happens to me out of my control, I always tell people, hey, this is what happened to me and this is uh, the process that I took to get it fixed and here is the solution and here is how I dealt with it. With the most recent one being how we got delayed for two extra nights in Milan. Mm -hmm. The engagement on those stories was insane because people were just trying to figure out, okay, how did you deal with this? And to know that I've gone through mishaps, which is part of the reason why I can help you deal with yours because I've gone yeah. through it myself. I know the steps to take. They say that sometimes knowing what you should not do is a good approach to take. So um, as Bennington explained, don't constantly post sales or calls to action. I try to post content to show people different destinations and tips as well as educate them on the benefits of using a travel advisor. I don't post sales unless they are deeper than usual discount or would apply to a large amount of my client base. Uh, there's something called the 80, 20 rule, which I think still applies, even though it's been around for a while. 80% mm -hmm. is just educating free information, helpful, give, give, give. And 20% is call to action. I I guess you could do some sales on a TikTok or a reel, like if you found a really cool package, maybe not. I wouldn't recommend being like hot deals because you don't want to be known as a person who's always going to get somebody a discount. Mm -hmm. But I think you could highlight some good values that you come across. Right. Or like you said, highlight these packages at these ski resorts with some mm -hmm. kind of a slideshow, like get people like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to do that. So not too many calls to action. You do want to pop in a call to action here and there, but you don't want to have just constant, call me, call me, deal, sale. One thing I really like to do is to share any flights that are very well priced mm -hmm. because my goal is to have them book the flights. Yep. And I usually <laughs> find ones that go to the destinations that I really enjoy booking. I'll just say this flight to... Dublin right now is this price. It's such a great value and have them book the flights themselves and then come to me to put together their itinerary because that's the part where I really shine. So that would be the closest, I think, to price related posts that I do. And it's always in my stories, never in my actual, never in my yeah, actual. Yeah, that's going to disappear in 24 hours. Yeah, that is exactly. a great strategy. I like that a lot. One thing uh, which I skipped ahead with from the authenticity, I just wanted to say that Bennington also pointed out, you aren't selling travel. You are developing a relationship with your clients. Clients want to get to know you and to trust you. And once that happens, the book, booking travel part comes easy. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, don't get hung up on your views, your numbers, your likes, whatever. You are creating long-term relationships. It might take a while, but you just want it so that people think of you when it's time to 
plan. And if you create something with great tips or content that is relevant to providing travel tips from a travel expert, what I've noticed that is that people have been sending that to other people because you can see mm-hmm. in your insights how many times that post or story has been sent. It doesn't tell you who sent it. It'll just tell you how many times. And the actual sender may not book with you, but the person who sends it out and re- or the person who receives that information might be the person who reaches out to you. And that's happened a few times for actual posts where I've had people tag their friends and their friends are the ones who reach out to me on Instagram. So multiple ways you can get found. Um, Best performing posts. The travel advisors that were interviewed in this article gave details about their best performing social media posts, all of which can be used as fodder for brainstorming a list of your own post ideas. So Bertram says her most viral TikTok is a tour of a resort in Cabo. She recorded a lot of B-roll of the resort, and then she did a voiceover explaining the resort and why she likes it. Yep. Easy. Nice. We you do, do not have time. to be out there in a bikini in front of the camera. You can do this. Yes. Even yes. if you're shy. <laughs> and she says her most viral Instagram reel is an inspiration video, inspirational video with a trending sound. And that's one reason for you to be active on social is to figure out what is trending. Mm-hmm. The video has a bunch of B-roll of her in Europe and the trending sound is with text, uh, the trending sound with text over the video. Um, Bennington's number one post is one that she made on the way home from her recent trip to Mexico using a viral TikTok sound. Um, Medina's post of the highest views came from a 30 second reel doing his infamous walk down the aisle at one of the resort's gazebos in Punta Cana. And another advisor that was interviewed said that their best post was aerial footage of their trip to the Maldives. That, for some reason, really speaks to people. I think it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Can I tell you my most viral reel? I haven't posted a TikTok, but I've posted a bunch of reels. Mm -hmm. It had over, I would say it had over 191,000 views. And it was my most viral one. And it was the one where... I talk about before I went into the industry, I took a solo trip to Sydney, Australia, and I was in New Zealand as well. So when I was in Sydney, I was, I just graduated from college. I was so excited to find this tour to the blue mountains. That was a hundred dollars cheaper than all the other tours that I found. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to save money. And in that um, caption, I detailed the entire ordeal of the day. Yeah, I saved $100, but this was what I experienced that day. And the actual video of me was a song that was pulled from a TikTok video that I saw. And it's one that was like, I'm getting, no, I'm getting some really sketch vibes kind of thing. So it was a super short reel. It's like less than 15 seconds. I think it was like 12 seconds and I got over 191,000 views with a ton of saves, a ton of, you know, sends. So it could be the smallest thing. It doesn't have to be an elaborate video. So practice, try it out, try it out and, and, and try different things to make it. I also think that you don't have to get hung up on doing so many every week. Like Mm -hmm. that Bertram said, um, she does like TikToks TikToks a day day or something like that. Like you, (laughs) If you could push out one a week, 
that would that would get you started. You know what I mean? You just want some exposure. So don't feel like if you can't go crazy with it that you shouldn't bother at all because I mm-hmm. don't think that's the case. And if I may plug our friend Nikita at the Travel Agent Collective, she has been putting out a lot of uh, workshops, classes, templates for reels. So that could give you a really big head start. And I've seen a lot of the advisors. I'm I'm a member of her collective as well. And I've been seeing them in action and they're really great. A lot of, I haven't done any, I have to say, but um, I've been seeing a lot of them in, in action, as I already said, and they were great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this article also talks about Facebook. Is it dead? Because oftentimes now when we see social media marketing, we're only seeing TikTok and Instagram pop up as the trending platform. So what about Facebook? Facebook is known to be where all the older people hang out. And by older people, I mean older millennials, Gen X, (laughs) and boomers. I I just remember remember my cousin who... She just graduated college. No, I think she graduated a couple couple years ago. Can't keep them straight anymore. But years ago, I would say maybe five years ago, we were at a family dinner and all my cousins were like, only old people are on Facebook or Facebook's for old people. And I'm just like, excuse me? Excuse me? Because that was the main platform that I was on because I hadn't really built up my Instagram yet. So that was what really pushed me into, oh my gosh, if the kids are saying that Facebook is for the older crowd and my clientele is more along the busy professional line, I'm going to try and get into Instagram a bit more because I know that's where things are headed. My social advisor, Bonnie, she is still on Facebook a lot. That's where her clients are. So Facebook is not dead. It works great depending on where your clients are. So most of my clients are on Instagram right now. Some are still left on Facebook, but majority of them are on Instagram. I would love to get off of Facebook, but I can't because that is where a lot of my clients are. I have to be on both. I haven't done much at all on TikTok, and I don't know that I necessarily will. I might. If I'm going to make a reel, I may as well post it on TikTok too. I mean, that's that's the thing is that you can reuse mm-hmm. this stuff over the right. platform. So. Th- most things I post are actually posted to Instagram and copied to Facebook automatically. So if I'm going to take the time to make a video on on Reels, I'm probably going to go ahead and add it to t- TikTok as well. I have used TikTok for Travel Biz Boss a bit, and it always gets a lot of engagement. I usually try to use it for humorous things. Um, but the most important thing is what you said. You need to know where your audience is, and that's where you need to be. And you don't need to be anywhere else unless you think you're growing an audience in that area, but be realistic. Don't throw a bunch of effort into a place where your people are not. We ready for some excess baggage? I'm ready. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, the Globus family of brands, which includes Globus, Cosmos, and Avalon Waterways, has updated its COVID-19 vaccination policy Starting March 1st, 2023, guests with any of the three brands will no longer be required to be vaccinated. Another one from them says that for the first time, the legendary Venice Simplon Orient Express at Belmont train will offer winter journeys with 12 one-night getaways available this December. 
Travel Weekly reports that Oceana Cruises has reprised its Around the World in 180 Days voyage for 2025, albeit in an east-to-west navigation. Also, due to high demand for longer destination immersive, immersive voyages, Oceana has introduced a series of seven grand voyages ranging in length from 50 to 111 days. Another one from them says that the new Tron-themed roller coaster under construction in the Magic Kingdom will open next spring, and Avengers Campus at the new Disneyland Resort will get a new attraction in the future. An article from Travel Agent Central says that Regent Seven Seas has or is unveiling a new three-part webinar series, Grow Your Regent Business, for its North American network of travel partners. The goal is to provide extensive market research, both qualitative and quantitative, to help travel advisors increase their business from both new and existing clients. They also report that a new vacation home rent rental home company, Home Be Like, has launched within the Dominican Republic and will soon be introduced into Panama and Mexico as well. The company comprises over 200 vetted and verified luxury homes, apartments, and townhomes. Home Be Like claims to remove the uncertainty of a holiday home rental by providing a seasoned local experience specialist who's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for hands-on support and immersive holiday planning. From a multi-generational beach vacation to an adventurous off-the-beaten-path getaway, Home Be Like helps guests and their travel professionals curate a holiday from start to finish. Travel Age West reports that from now through August 31st, Azamara Advisors Appreciation Incentives are available to travel agents booking Azamara. Perks include extra 5% bonus commissions on all Europe 2023 bookings, as well as the sweepstakes for the chance to win such a voyage. According to Travel Pulse, full-service luxury villa rental company Rental Escapes has announced a new series of bonus commission rewards for travel advisors as part of the lead-up to its 10-year anniversary celebration, which arrives in December, and recognition, recognition of the crucial role that travel agents have played during the company's decade-long history, their unwavering support and dedication, Rental Escapes will be running a new travel advisor promotion each month through the end of the year. Our high note today is also from Travel Pulse. Government officials in New Zealand announced that most of their remaining coronavirus-related restrictions were lifted Monday. According to the Associated Press, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that people will no longer be required to wear masks in supermarkets, stores, buses, or planes, and tourists will no longer need to be vaccinated to visit the country. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.